0: You know, this week alone, it has been frightening in the city of Toronto. We've had an elderly woman pushed to her death while walking down the sidewalk on Yonge Street. Teens uh, in gangs swarming TTC employees. A woman hospitalized yesterday after she was stabbed multiple times in the head by a stranger. And uh, two people that work on the TTC... Chased this morning by a man holding a syringe. Here is what the TTC chair, John Burnside, had to say about the safeness or lack of safety in the city.
1: People feel unsafe. But I don't think that's just on the TTC. I think that's in the city in general. You know, we had the unhoused individual who was tragically swarmed and killed and he wasn't on the TTC. And, you know, the public transit is really just a reflection of the city and what's going on in the city. And I believe that needs to be addressed.
0: There are many problems that need to be addressed. Our Mayor John Tory believes that we should have a national summit on mental health in the city of Toronto. But with the carjackings and gunplay and shootings becoming a daily headline, is that enough or do we need to consider other options? Curtis Sliwa is a founder of the Guardian Angels, joins the Kelly Cotrera show right now. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on.
1: Well, it's uh, unpleasurable, in the fact that I have to talk to all of you folks in T.O. in Canada about American-style problems. But I must tell you, Kelly, I had meetings many years ago with Mayor Eggleton, who told me to pack my bags and leave. I said, American-style problems will plague your city. He says, that will never happen. Unfortunately, I was right.
0: So you expected this and you anticipated it. I understand that you've tried to get the Guardian Angels into Toronto for uh, at least four times. In 2005, you handed things over to a local group. But what was the major reason why Toronto decided, yeah, thanks, but no thanks?
1: Well, it's basically each and every mayor uh, banned uh, the concept of working with the Guardian Angels, uh, with the police, the Toronto police were told not to work with us. So they made it extraordinarily difficult. But these same problems were taking place both in the streets and the subways. Uh, when you're dealing with juvenile delinquents, the types that you've had there, both boys and girls, it's not a mental health issue. It's, a, it's an issue that there are no consequences, and you have children coming out of dysfunctional homes. And if they're coming out of a dysfunctional home, what do you expect to experience in the streets, in the schools, in the malls, and in the subways? More dysfunction. More dysfunction. You got to crack down on it. So uh, you could have a summit on it, all the summits you want. You could put a blue ribbon panel commission together. It's not going to do anything. You've got to take proactive action. And that means you have to let the police do their job. And civilians must step up and fill the void. And government must encourage that because there's never going to be enough money uh, to solve this kind of a problem.
0: Curtis, um, many people listening right now won't be familiar with the Guardian Angels. Give us a quick background on the Guardian Angels, who they are, and how they have worked to change places like New York City in the 80s.
1: Well, we started on February of 1979. We'll be experiencing our 44th anniversary, February 13th, patrolling the subways and the streets. We're now in 13 countries and 130 cities where we've been welcomed, unlike Toronto, where we basically were blacklisted and told, thank you, but no thank you. But, hey, there's always a, a time and an availability to have guardian angels. If your city is in need, uh, I don't take these things personally. I just know what comes around goes around, and you're experiencing the same problems that cities across the world are experiencing. So why try to reinvent the wheel? If you want guardian angels? Fine. It's not going to cost the taxpayers any money. But you need to bulk up the police. You need to make sure there are consequences when adults or teenagers commit crimes. If not, they will rule the streets and they will rule the night.
0: All right. We've all seen the stories of, um, you know, the white supremacy groups, uh, I guess, increasing around the states and in Canada. Is there a fear of vigilantism and the wrong people joining the Guardian Angels that um, actually might target certain groups?
1: Well, the Guardian Angels has always been predominantly a minority organization reflecting the minorities in the community that we've been asked to organize. But, of course, that's why you vet out those that would like to get involved. That's why you have a culture that is not promoting gun use. We don't carry weapons. We're not promoting that people carry weapons. But we do empower people to make citizens arrest because citizens have the right to detain. In Canada, in the United States, it goes back to the Magna Carta. In England, it's based on penal law. We should be celebrating citizens that actually go out there and risk their life to help others who are in distress and who have the ability to, to hold people uh, and uh, maintain them uh, peacefully until the police can come and then they get put through the criminal justice system. The The opposite is... If a guardian angel or any other citizen abuses another citizen's rights or grabs the wrong person or uses excessive physical force, they'll be arrested, which is fair, and they'll be sued, which, as you know, in Canada, like America, there are 10 lawyers for every one citizen, and they practice their martial art every day I sue.
0: Curtis, we are speaking with Curtis Sleewa, the founder of the Guardian Angels. What type of people um, typically are attracted to becoming a guardian angel?
1: All types. You would be surprised. Older, middle aged, younger, especially those who have been victimized by crime or have seen their neighborhoods just transformed because of the criminals taking control of the public housing uh, blocks or the subway system or the buses or the schools or the parks or the major venues. It's people who dare to care, who want to get involved, and they don't ask for anything from government or anyone else. They're all volunteers who are willing to risk their life. And you say to yourself, it's 44 years later, we're in 13 countries, 130 cities. Why would Toronto not want to at least access what the Guardian Angels have done in other cities? It can hurt. It can only help.
0: Do you think it's an optics issue? They don't want to look like perhaps they have a problem to people that are outsiders.
1: Well, guess what? It's viral now. It's the day of social networking. And when you think of crime, you think Chicago, you think New York, you think Philadelphia, you think Los Angeles. And right now, when you talk about Canada, you think about T.O. Toronto, because every news story is about crime, crime, and more crime. Now it's a question of what are you going to do about it? You don't want to be up there with the big cities of America having crime problems. Canada was always more civil, uh, more conscious of what had to be done to take care of families and children. And now you're losing control. So uh, begin to take the remedies. Again, I can only offer you uh, the benefit of having guardian angels, but I promote all citizens who dare to care, who want to get involved, no matter how it may be. And it should be in support of the local police department and the elected officials who right now don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to dealing with juvenile delinquency and this rampant crime.
0: How long does it take to turn things around on average?
1: Oh, it requires a full effort. Uh, I know with Guardian Angels, it's taken us generally six months from the time we get started. But obviously, an entire city like Toronto, such a huge metropolitan area, it would require almost every entity to get into a, a plan that they can incorporate from day one. Show results to the citizens, and citizens will support the effort. But if they surrender and they retreat, as they have been doing over the decades in Toronto, you might as well wave the white flag and move out to the western uh, provinces, you know, where the Chinooks uh, blow through. Move to Alberta. Move to Saskatchewan. Move out there, way away from the urban area of Toronto. But I always believe improve, don't move. You improve, you don't move, you fight for what you know is right.
0: Curtis, it's been really interesting uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: My hands are crossed from America to Canada. We have the same problems and we can have the same solutions.
0: Curtis Sliwa, founder of the Guardian Angels, offering a solution for Toronto's situation right now. Uh, It has not been a pretty week, to say the very least.